Shvius Perak Aleph Mishnah Aleph Ad Emusai Choshen Mistaho Elon Erev Shvius. The Torah commands us that we may not work our fields in Eretz Yisrael every seventh year. That year, which is known as Shemitah, begins in the first of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah. The Isra to plow field, however, begins earlier at the end of the sixth year. Mishnah Dalad, the Mishnah, cites the verse that teaches this halacha. However, that pasuk, which is the Makar Minatara for this Isser, Asr's plowing for only 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. The prohibition discussed in our mission, which extends this restriction for a longer amount of time, is only Midrabonon. The Rav quotes a Gemara by Katan that the ruling presented in this Mishnah and the Mishnahis that follow are not accepted Lahalacha, since they were not accepted by Megamlil and his Bezdin. In their opinion, the Isser of plowing during the sixth year is an oral law given to Moshe Sinai, it's halacha Moshe Misina, which no longer applies after the base of Mikdash was destroyed. This will be discussed further in Mishnah Dalar. This parak discusses fields and trees, such as an orchard. Fields of trees are plowed even when the trees are fully grown, so that the water absorbed in the ground should go deeper into the ground. The Mishnah discusses at which point in the year plowing is no longer permitted. And until when may we plow a field of trees during the year before Shemitah? The term Elon refers to mature trees, the laws of a young tree, and Atiyah will be discussed in Mishnah Vav. permitted as long as plowing is beneficial to the fruit of the sixth year. That is, there's no set date for the Isser. Rather, whenever plowing is no longer beneficial to the existing crop, plowing is forbidden. Plowing in the spring is beneficial to trees because it allows the water in the ground to penetrate more deeply. However, once the ground dries in the summer sun, plowing is no longer beneficial to that year's crop. The time when this occurs varies from year to year and from field to field based on the amount of rainfall that year and the strength of the sun. Plowing after this time is prohibited by the Chachamim, since a farmer who plows then appears to be plowing for the benefit of fruit that will grow during Shemitah. Basil and Basil say, Ad HaAtzeres, we may plow until Shavuos to the sixth year, that is, there is a fixed deadline. After Shavuos, plowing is generally no longer beneficial to that year's crop and gives the impression that it is being done for the next year, therefore it is Aser. Basil agree that plowing is forbidden once it is no longer for the sake of the sixth year. However, they prefer a fixed deadline, which is Shavuos, over a deadline that changes. After Shavuos, plowing is also since it appears that it is being done for the benefit of the Shemitah produce. The opinion of these Beishamai is close to the opinion of Basil. In practice, the opinions of Beishamai and Basil are very similar since the time when plowing is no longer beneficial to that year's crop is generally close to Shavuos. These two times are close to each other. However, Beishamai's deadline is usually a short time after Shavuos, making the position somewhat more lenient than that of Beis Hillel. <laughs> Mishnah Beis, Ezo Sedeho Ilon. The previous Mishnah defined the point during the sixth year when a field of trees may no longer be plowed. But not every field in which trees grow is considered a, a Sedeho Ilon. In order for a field to be considered a field of trees, certain requirements must be met. If not, the field has the status of a grain field, which is prohibited from an earlier date from the Pesach before Shemitah, as is going to be discussed in the beginning of the second parak. <laughs> this Mishnah discusses when a field in which trees grow is considered a field of trees. So, what's considered a field of trees? Any field that contains at least three trees planted within a base area, which is 2,500 square amas, approximately 6,200 to 9,675 square feet. The Mishnah teaches that if a Beisah contains three trees, the entire Beisah provides nourishment for the trees, and the entire Beisah may therefore be plowed after Pesach. However, if a Beisah contains only one or two trees, the full Beisah is not needed for the nourishment of the trees, and the field is thus not a field of trees. The Aloch in that case is that only a limited area around each tree may be plowed, as the Mishnah states in the 
case that follows. According to Moshitis, each of the three trees may, may be located anywhere within the Beisau. Even if they are clustered together, they nevertheless draw nourishment from the entire Beisau. However, there must be a space of at least four amas between them, as we will see later on in Mishnah Hay. If each tree is fit to produce a block of pressed figs that weighs the equivalent of 60 Italian mona, what are these blocks of pressed figs? Dried figs would be pressed together to form blocks that resembled loaves of bread that should be, that weighs the equivalent of 60 mona italki. A mona is equivalent to 100 dinner. The Italian mona weighs the equivalent of 9,600 grains of barley. If based on the size and strength of the trees, each tree could produce enough figs that when dried and pressed together, they would weigh 60 mana, a total of 63 pounds. The surrounding basal is considered a field of trees. The mission uses the Italian mana as a standard because its weight was identical to that coin that was used in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. The next mission will teach that it is not necessary for the trees to actually produce this amount of fruit. It's permissible to plow even for a tree that produces no fruit, as long as the tree is large enough that it would produce the required amount if it were a fruit-bearing tree. We may plow the entire Beisah for their benefit even after Pesach until the time recorded in Mishnah Aleph. However, if they produce less than this amount, the field is not considered a field of trees, and we may plow for the benefit only for the area around the trees that's directly beneath the branches, as well as the amount of space outside of each tree that one is harvesting and is that the one who is harvesting and his basket take up. Once Pesach arrives, only this area around each tree may be plowed. The rest of the field may no longer be plowed. The word oira is a verb usually refers to one who harvests figs. However, as the next mission states, this rule applies to all trees. The area of the one who harvests figs and his baskets amounts to an additional two amas. Mishnah Gimel. Echod Elon Srak, Vechod Elon Michael. The previous mission defined the field of trees based on the amount of figs each tree produces. The mission explains that the same rule applies to other species of trees as well, whether they are Elon Esrak, non-fruit trees, Bechod Elon Michael, or any type of tree that produces edible fruit. So such trees are planted for their wood, the ones that don't produce trees. As long as there's moisture in the ground, plowing is beneficial for the tree since it thickens its trunk, and after this time, plowing can damage the tree. So we view them as if they were fig trees in Ru'il and Talki. Thus, a fig tree of such size would each produce a loaf of pressed figs weighing 60 Italian mana. We may plow the entire Besar for their benefit after Pesach until the time discussed in Mishnah Aleph. However, if fig trees of such a size would produce less than this amount, we may plow only their need, their immediate surroundings, as, men- as explained in Mishnah Beis. The Chachamim based the calculation on the produce of a fig tree because of its large fruit and high output. Therefore, the difference between the amount of fruit produced by a large tree and a small one is more evident. This makes it easier to calculate the output of a fig tree by knowing its size. In the previous Mishnayas, we learned that in a field of trees, the entire Beisam must be plowed after Pesach of the sixth year. For a field to be considered a field of trees, there must be three trees growing in the field. In addition, each tree must be large enough to produce a block of dried figs. This Mishnah discusses this further and teaches the halacha that applies when the trees do not meet this requirement. If one of the trees produces the amount of to produce a block of pressed figs, but the other two do not produce that amount, or even if two of the trees do produce that amount, but one does not produce that amount, we may plow for the trees only as much as their individual needs, their immediate surroundings. 
that is the area directly beneath the tree, plus enough space outside the tree's branches for a fruit picker and his basket, as mentioned in the Mishnah base, not the entire base saw. So. Since not all the trees are large enough, the field is not considered a field of trees. The Mishnah teaches that this requirement, that each tree must be large enough to produce a block of dried figs, does not always apply. The requirement that each tree must be large enough to produce a block of dried figs applies when the field contains between three and nine trees. For example, the field contains nine trees, and three of them are the minimum size, but the other six are not. It's not considered a field of trees, even though... Three trees are necessary. So is the other smaller trees within the base of disqualifier. However, if there were ten or more than ten trees in the field, so then regardless of whether they produce the minimum amount of fruit or they do not produce the minimum amount of fruit, we may plow the entire base for their benefit. That is, a field of 10 or more trees is considered a field of trees regardless of the amount that the tree produces. The Mishnah stated earlier that if three trees do not meet the minimum size requirements, only their immediate area may be plowed, not the entire base saw. The Mishnah brings them a car for this isra of plowing the rest of the base saw. This will also explain the basic halacha that Asr is plowing a field and it's not beneficial for the crop of the sixth year. The Pasuk says, Six days you shall work, and on the seventh day you shall rest. During plowing and during harvesting you shall rest. Now the first words of the Pasuk are obviously speaking about Shabbos. The final words, During plowing and during harvesting you shall rest, however, are puzzling. Those words too seem to be speaking about Shabbos, but it's difficult since the issue to plow and harvest and to perform all malach on Shabbos has already been taught elsewhere in the Torah. Apparently, then, the final words of this Pasuk are referring to the year of Shemitah rather than to Shabbos, and the verse is speaking about the Isra of plowing and harvesting during Shemitah. The Pasuk is teaching us that on those days that the Torah has says that the Torah says you shall not work, on weekdays during plowing, during harvesting, you shall rest, that is, there's a time when plowing and harvesting is prohibited, even on weekdays, apparently referring to Shemitah. But there's no need for this Pasuk to teach that plowing and harvesting is also during the actual year of Shemitah, because that also says in the Torah, the Torah already answered harvesting during Shemitah. Therefore, since the Pasuk is not needed to tell us the Easter of harvesting during Shemitah, it can be assumed that it's also not speaking about plowing during Shemitah. Rather, the Pasuk is answering plowing on Erev Shviyas, which is the end of the sixth year, whose effect enters Shemitah. That is, plowing during the sixth year for the benefit of a crop that will be harvested in the seventh year. It is evident from this Mishnah that plowing before Shemitah is also in The Gemara Maid Kadan and Avgimel teaches that this Isra the Raisa does not take effect until 30 days before Shemitah, which would be the beginning of Chedush Elul before Shemitah. Nevertheless, the Rabbonon answered plowing from an earlier time. Exactly when that prohibition takes place is the subject of disagreement between Beisham and Beis Hillel in Mishnah Aleph. As well as the harvesting of the seventh year's crop that was either planted unlawfully or that grew on its own from seeds accidentally left in the ground that extends into the following Shemitah. Thus, the Pasuk teaches, number one, that plowing before Shemitah is also if the crop will be harvested during Shemitah, and number two, that harvesting the Shemitah crop is also even after Shemitah. Rabbi Shmuel argues, Rabbi Shmuel says the Pasuk is not referring to Shemitah, but it's referring to Shabbos. Although the Isra of plowing and harvesting on Shabbos is already known, it's mentioned here to compare the Isra of plowing on Shabbos to the Isra of harvesting on Shabbos and to teach us the following. Just as plowing that the Torah is on Shabbos is voluntary, that is, it cannot be speaking of a case 
where there's a mitzvah obligating a person to plow, since there's no case in the Torah where there's a chiv to plow, so too the harvesting that the Torah prohibits on Shabbos is voluntary. That is, the Isra applies only to harvesting that's not a mitzvah. So Yatzok Sir HaOmer, this excludes the harvesting barley for the Omer offering, which is a mitzvah. The Pasuk thus teaches that it's permitted even on Shabbos. The Omer is a carbon of Seirim, brewed on the 16th day of Nisan. The barley is for the new crop that ripens at that time of year. According to Rishmal, the barley must be harvested on that day specifically for the purpose of the Omer, even if there were other harvest if there was other harvested barley available. And according to Rishmal, the verse teaches that if the sixteenth of Nisan falls on Shabbos, the mitzvah to bring the Omer is Daicha the Isra of being uh Kaitzer on Shabbos. According to Rishmal, who explains that the Mishnah's Pasak is referring to Shabbos, there's no Isram in a Torah of plowing before Shemitah. However, he too agrees that there is the Isra of Minatairah against plowing at that time. According to Rishmoel, though, the Isra is part of a Halachal Sinai, which has no basis in the Pesukim. There's a practical difference between the two Shittas. If the Halacha is derived from the Pasuk, it applies nowadays as well. If it's from Halachal Sinai, that Asher's plowing applies only when the base of Mekdash is standing. Rum Gamliel and his Bezdin ruled in favor of Rishmoel's position, and today when the base of Mekdash is no longer standing, all plowing is mutter until Shemitah actually begins. Mishnah Hay. Shlosha Ilanish or Shlosha Anashan. The Mishnah continues its discussion of the requirement that a field must contain three trees for it to be considered a field of trees, addressing some of the conditions that apply to those trees. If the base so contains three trees that belong to three different people, that is, each tree along with the land on it which applies which is planted on, belongs to a different person. They nevertheless combine to form a field of trees, and we may plow the entire Beisav for their benefit. Rather than viewing each tree as an individual tree growing on its own plot of land, we view the trees as if they all belong to one owner. Thus, the field is considered a field of trees. For a field to be considered a field of trees, regardless of whether it belongs to one owner or many owners, there must be a certain distance between the trees. The mission addresses the minimum distance required. How much is the minimum amount of space that there must be between the trees for the field to be considered a field of trees? Ram Gamliel says there must be enough space for the cattle to pass through with their plowing equipment. That is, there must be enough space between the trees to allow a pair of oxen which are yoked together and pulling a plow to pass between the trees. The distance is four amas. If the space between the trees and the field is less than four amas, the trees will not grow properly and will eventually need to be removed. Thus, the field is not considered to contain three trees and may not be plowed. We have learned in Mishnah Bays that even when a field does not qualify as a field of trees, the immediate vicinity of each tree may still be plowed. Here, however, the Allah is different. If the, if the trees are too close together, they will eventually be removed. Therefore, no part of the field is considered to be supporting the growth of a healthy tree. Thus, no area of the field may be plowed after Pesach. Mishnah Vav The previous Mishnah has discussed the of plowing fields of mature trees during the sixth year. Alochal Meshemisinai teaches us that saplings and the tias, young trees, are treated differently. The Mishnah details when a field of young saplings may be plowed during the sixth year. If ten saplings are growing throughout a beisah, we may plow the entire beisah for their benefit until Rosh Hashanah. Unlike a field of mature trees which may be plowed when three trees are growing in the field, a field of saplings is considered a field of trees only when there are ten saplings growing there. Although three mature trees draw nourishment from 
an entire base of soil. Saplings require less soil for the nourishment, and less than 10 saplings do not require an entire base of With regard to a number of other matters, however, a field of saplings has the same halacha as a field of mature trees. For example, both fields must have at least daladamas between the trees. Also, with regard to both saplings and mature trees, if they both are, are not enough trees in the field, for it to be considered a tree field, the immediate area of the trees, as mentioned in the Mishnah Bays, may be planned until the deadline for that field. On the other hand, while the field of mature trees may be planned until Shavuos, according to Rasil and Mishnah Aleph, a field of saplings may be planted the entire sixth year until Reish Hashanah. However, if the ten saplings were not growing throughout the field, but were growing in a single line or were surrounded by a fence, and the area enclosed by the fence is less than a beisa, we may plow for them only their needs, that is, their immediate surroundings, as mentioned in the Mishnah base. It may be planted until Rosh Hashanah. We may not plow the entire field, because if we were to plow the area of the field beyond the line of the saplings, Outside the fence, it would appear as if the field is being plowed to prepare for the next year, which is Shemitah, rather than for the sake of the saplings. The previous Mishnah taught that a field of ten saplings may be planted until Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah now discusses the halach of a field that contains Greek gourd plants. Saplings and Greek gourds plants combined for the count of the netiyos in a beisot. This halacha applies only to this gourd and not other gourds since its size is similar to that of a sapling. Even though the field does not contain 10 saplings, the count can be completed with the gourd plants. The saplings must make up the majority. That's six saplings and four gourd plants combined to make up the required 10 saplings. Rebshin Gamliel says, Even if there are 10 gourd plants to a beisau, without any saplings, Kharshan kol beisau ad Rishishana, we may plow the entire beisau until Rishishana. According to Rebshin Gamliel, Gourd plants have exactly the same halach as Natias, therefore, even if the field contains only only Duluim and no Natias at all, it's considered a field of it's considered a a field of trees. Mishnahes. At Emosanikunatias, the previous to Mishnais discussed halachas of Natias, which are different from those of a regular state Elon, a regular Elon. So the Mishnah defines a sapling. Until when are trees considered saplings? Rabbi ben Azariah says Till their fruit become deconsecrated from the status of Netaravai. What does that mean? During the tree's first three years, its fruit is also Bahanot. This Isra is known as Orla. The fruit of the fourth year, known as Netaravai, is Kadosh and must be eaten in Yerushalayim. If the owner does not wish to transport his fruit to Yerushalayim, he may redeem the fruit for money, which removes the Kedusha from the papers. The money is then taken to Yerushalayim and used to purchase food that's eaten there. After the fourth year, the fruit has no special status. According to Allah's Benazariah, a tree is considered an Atiya until its fruit is no longer the status of Netaravai. Thus, once the owner redeems the fruit of the fourth year, the tree is no longer considered an Atiya. If he did not redeem the fruit and instead took the fruit to Yerushalayim, the tree is considered a sapling until it bears fruit in the fifth year. Rabbi Shua says until the trees are seven years old, Rabbi Kiva says the sapling is, as its name suggests, it is until one year old. Until it's one year old. Rabbi Kiva understands that a tree is referred to as a sapling and newly planted during its first only during its first year. Elon Shenigmam Vahoiti Khalifin. If a mature tree was chopped down and stump grew new branches, the Allah is Mitafakulamatikanatiya. If the top of the stump is less than a tafak above the ground, the new growth is considered a new sapling. In this case, the remaining stump is not significant. 
Therefore, the new growth sparing from the stump is viewed as a completely new tree. It's considered a sapling. Similarly, with regard to the halachas of Orla and Ravai, even if the original tree was several years old, the three years of Orla will be started again. However, if the height of the stump is a tefach or more, the new branches are viewed as part of the original tree and thus have the halachic status of a mature tree. These are the words of Rup Shimon. Adkan.